Hi, my name is Ron King, and this is a series of chats about situations in my life and how I've shown up for them, sometimes gracefully, very oftentimes not. The format is uh, a short conversation moderated by a woman named Libby Delena, who I just met, and uh, I don't know her, she doesn't know me, uh, and the chats are unscripted. She has had a number of conversations with some people close to me. She starts every episode with a question, and I don't know what that question is. My response is in real time, her reaction is in real time, uh, and we've recorded the conversation to share with you. When this project started, I wasn't sure what I was doing or why I was doing it, and in fact, I was very nervous about it. Um, in the end, I realized it was incredibly therapeutic and helpful for me to say everything that I've said out loud um, and to acknowledge uh, sort of what I've been through and who I am as a result. Uh, if in turn it is helpful to anybody, then it's worth the time and it's worth sharing. So uh, I hope you enjoy. I appreciate you taking the time to listen. I thank you. Good morning. Hello, Livy. How are you? Good. Happy Tuesday. Happy Tuesday to you. It's a very pretty ring. Oh, well, thank you. I gave it to myself. I love it. Thank you. Okay, so I have a question for you. Um, can you tell me about your path to parenthood? Mm -hmm. uh, I can. It is probably the clearest example of Ron King the shit we could possibly do. So you know, throughout my life, throughout my young adulthood and mid-adulthood, I was very clear that I didn't want to be a parent, primarily because I acknowledged my selfishness um, and I was a pretty bad teenager. And the idea of, you know, bending over backwards for somebody who rolls their eyes at you and uh, just wasn't interested. Um, and I would kind of brag about the fact, I would brag to my friends and say, you know, if only more people in this world could admit they don't want to be parents. Mm -hmm. If we could remove that stigma, I think the world would be a better place because I like, guess perfectly fine. Don't have kids if you don't want them. Yeah. Um, so that was, that was my shtick. Um, and so we've talked about Eric in a previous episode. I met Eric. We quickly fell in love and quickly established a life together. In that process, I met Shane, I met Shane who is Eric's nephew. Shane was, 10 or 11 when I met him. Um, and he was super shy, super quiet. Uh, I did feel some sort of a connection with him, but I didn't really know what it was. Um, and he was in a lot of trouble. So he was a middle school dropout who uh, wasn't uh, made to go back to school. So he wasn't in school. Um, he wasn't very socialized. Um, he lived with his dad at the time. His mom was gone. Um, and I could tell when I was with Shane that all Shane wanted was somebody to tell him the rules. He wasn't a rebel. He didn't want to not follow the rules. Nobody had laid out for him how to get from point A to point B. And when I spoke to Shane, he hung on every word that I said. Mm -hmm. And so eventually we got to a point to where I realized as a young, uneducated, black man in the south his journey was not going to end well 
um, it's pretty easy to see without education and without, you know, more structured parenting where this was going. And I knew that I had it within me to save this kid's life. And so despite the fact I didn't want to be a parent, the question became, who would I be if I didn't help? Um, and so I sat down with Eric and talked to him about what I was feeling. And, um, and you know, Eric was agreeable. I don't think that he was 100% behind it. He also wasn't against it. Um, we had a few conversations with Shane's dad. Uh, who uh, thanked me for the help and said he looked forward to this together. And I said, I'm not doing this with you. I'm doing this instead of you. Like, I can't do it with you. Um, and so eventually we got legal custody of Shane. So he moved in. Um, he moved in when he was 10, did you say? He was he, 10 years when old? When he moved in, he was 11. So I had, you know, got to know him over from 10 to 11. He was 11 when he moved in. Um, it was quite a feat to get him admitted back into the school system um, and, you know, teaching him all kinds of things. But of course, I completely realized that there is no manual on parenting. So even those who want to be parents and who prepare to be parents didn't get a manual. So in that way, I was no different. But when I tell you that in a matter of seven days, I went from never wanting a kid to have any kid. Um, and being completely unprepared. Um, and so we, we dove in. So I got him back in school. I, to Ron King this shit, I asked for a meeting with the principal. Uh, she then set up a meeting with the school board of supervisors. I worked at Southern Living at the time. I showed up with individual bags with cookbooks and tchotchkes and gifts in it. And I gave them all gifts and I pleaded my case. Um, and I said, you know, I believe in this kid. And we talked through the reasons he wasn't in school. And um, I said, I'm committed to his success, but somebody needs to give us a break. And so they readmitted him. And, um, and you know, he was really far behind. So I, you know, at the time, I had a smaller job at, at Time Inc. at Southern Living. And so I took him to school in the morning. I went to work. I left work at five. And then I tutored him from five to 10 every day. Um, and I mean, I'm talking cue cards and spelling. And uh, it, was a, it was as bad as, you know, I said to Shane, spell the word table. And he started it with an S. And he literally didn't know how to spell. And so, you know, then I would have to say, all right, well, let's sound out. Do you have a friend named Tom? What does his name start with? And then do you know what an apple? How, like, that's the degree to the, which the tutoring was. Um, and, and then there were really difficult things. Like one of his assignments was to build a website on the golden age of Islam, a working website. And this was in the seventh grade. And I stormed into the teacher's office and I was like, what the fuck do you think you're doing? And of course he said, Ron, when you were in school, you know, we had the Dewey Decimal System. Now they have the internet. So the projects are much more complicated because it's much easier to do. And so tons of learning, um, tons of funny moments, tons of sad moments. Um, Shane and I were very close. He was a very, very good kid. Um, so we moved to San Francisco. He went to high school. You know, I was just telling somebody yesterday that I encouraged Shane. I got a lot of slack for starting things and quitting. Um, and I encouraged Shane to start as many things as he wanted and quit them if they didn't work for him. The only way you can figure out what you want to do is by experience. And 
if it, you don't like it, I don't want you to keep doing it. So he took photography classes. He took piano classes. He took dance classes. He, I tried to get him to do a little bit of modeling. He wasn't really into it. Um, and all of these things were just to figure out what interests you. And, and so we did all of that. We did lots of therapy. Um, and, uh, and in the end, Shane graduated valedictorian from his high school in San Francisco. Um, and it was one of the proudest days of my life. Um, I'll tell you a quick story. He, his senior year, he got kicked out of prom for drinking. And the uh, principal called me over the weekend and said, you know, Shane got kicked out of prom. And I said, yeah, he told me. Um, and he asked what we were going to do about it. And I said, I'm not going to do anything about it. Like, I drank a prom. Didn't you? Like, I don't know. Like, I, I get that. Like, I don't really know how to handle this situation. But Shane is graduating valedictorian. And he's going to college and he has a job. Like the fact that he drank the prom doesn't really bother me. So that was just sort of my approach. Um, I also cussed a lot. So there were multiple times in public where people said something to me about the way I talked to my son. Um, so like I would say, roll your eyes at me one more fucking time, Shane. And he would stop. That's just who I am and how I showed up and it worked. And so it is what it is. Um, the, I think I just said my son because other people call him my son. I think it's important to say that Shane has two living parents that just weren't stepping up at the time. Um, he loves them and doesn't want to disrespect them in any way. Uh, and he never, ever called me his dad. You know, I was his uncle. Um, and that was the arrangement we had. So he is now 27. He is healthy and happy and living a great life in Atlanta. Um, he, you know, he has struggles, you know, we did, we did a lot of study and work around nature versus nurture and, um, what we can change and what we can't change. And, you know, I had to spend a lot of time explaining to him that I am proud of you. If you are a contributing member of society and you don't have to be mini me, in fact, you probably don't want to be mini me. It's pretty annoying. So like, just be you. Be a contributing member of society. Take care of yourself um, and be happy. And I'm as proud as I could possibly be. So um, we're still very close to this day. Um, I love him very much. And obviously, well, until the day I die. And that's the story of Shane. It's a, it's a really, it's an incredibly powerful story as the mom of two boys. The nature versus nurture bit is a really yeah. fascinating thing. And your note about not having um, a manual. I, I don't think there could be a parenting manual in that right. every single individual requires different parenting. I mean, what right. was required for our first son was not at all necessary for our second. So, you know, there is no manual for a reason. Help, help me um, understand the dynamic with... Uh, um, being a dad, I'm going to call you dad, yeah. um, that comes from such a, a, a powerfully different um, um, ecosystem, a, a very powerfully different background. You're white, he's black. Did that, what was the dynamic there? It's such a beautiful story. And I think there's probably tons to be learned in, in the two of you navigating that piece of it. Well, first I'll tell you, I've written a book. Um, so I was on an airplane talking to whoever was next to me. I was probably venting about something that had happened. Turns out that she was a book publisher and she asked me to write a book. So they're very prescriptive in how they do it. Uh, 
She told me how many words, how many pages, what point font. Like, she just told me what to do. And over the course of maybe five years, I wrote the book in real time. So as things were happening, I journaled it, basically. Uh, at one point, I uh, finished and submitted it. We did two rounds of editing. At that point, Shane was a freshman in college. And when he came home for break, um, I read it. I hadn't told him. I told him I wrote a book and I read it to him out loud. And I videoed the whole reading over the course of maybe two days, maybe three days. Um, and we laughed a lot at the memories. We cried. There were, there were chapters that I couldn't get through because my throat was swollen shut. Like, it was a very emotional recording of what happened. In the end, he asked me not to publish it because we can't really tell the story truly and fully without talking bad about his parents. And he doesn't want to talk bad about his parents. And I fully respect that. And so I said, you know, I'm not trying to be an author. Uh, I just did what somebody had asked me to do. And so I had it printed and bound. And Eric has a copy. Shane has a copy. And I have a copy. And for the rest of our lives, we will have a copy of our that chapter together. Uh, and that's that. So, um, but it's a funny book. Um, so, but with the racing, so as I approach life, I approach it very directly. So. It was probably the third day in our care. I said, so look, I'm a gay white dude and I'm going to be very involved in your life at school. So you figure out who you want to say I am to your teachers, to your peers, and I'll go along with it. Like, it doesn't matter to me, but you control the narrative um, because it could be difficult to navigate through. Uh, and he thought about it for a second. He said, I think I'm just going to tell people you're my uncle. And I was like, cool. So... That's Beautiful. what he said to people, and we never explained ourselves to anybody. And um, yeah. That was that. Yeah. yeah, I'll tell you another very interesting thing that ties into him not wanting the book published. For his graduation, I said, you know, I'll, what do you want? You graduated valedictorian. I will do everything in my power to get you grades, get you what you want. Um, and he said, I want my whole family to come. And it was one of the hardest things I could do because... I almost killed myself getting Shane through high school. Um, and I didn't want to share that moment with his mom and his dad. Um, but it's what he wanted. And so we invited and paid for and flew his whole family to San Francisco for the graduation. Um, and it really speaks to the power of the bond with parents and children. Um, despite everything and he never like he never disrespected me he never he completely acknowledged what I did for him it wasn't that but it was about you know hey ma I made it yeah yeah uh as I was telling you that I thought of another story which I'm going to tell you this is going to be one of our longer podcasts but um I needed Shane to get a scholarship because I didn't have enough money to pay for college and I tried to figure out how am I going to motivate him um to get a scholarship. So I said, he was in love with Rihanna. And so one night talking to him, I said, Shane, get straight A's and I'll introduce you to Rihanna. Um, and he was like, are you serious? And I said, do I ever say anything I don't mean, ever? And he was like, nope. So off he went. That bastard got straight A's. <laughs> so I had to figure it out. So next you know, <laughs> We all ended up meeting Rihanna. Uh, 
another example of Ron King, that shit. Like, I didn't know how it was going to happen. I actually didn't think it was going to happen. But then when it happened, I was like, well, I got to figure it out. So she happened <laughs> to be coming to San Jose. I bought very expensive backstage uh, tickets. Uh, that ticket came with a meet and greet. And we all met Rihanna. And, uh, yeah. Oh, I, I absolutely love that. And um, I, I, I love the, I love the way you tell the story and you, you, you lead the whole story from a place of love and not, um, you know, not accomplishment, not um, it, it, it was truly led with love for Shane. And everything that you've just talked about leads with that, which um, I'm not sure every parent does. So, um, yeah, thank you. I was just telling this story to somebody. Oh, it was actually somebody questioning, um, questioning my motives and ego. And I was explaining to them that very few things have I done in life to say that I did them. I didn't parent shame to be acknowledged for all my hard work and like, it just never occurred to me. And I'm very strict. And I question all the time. I question my motives. In this project, you and I are working together. We have had multiple conversations about what my motives are, where we're coming from, because all in all, it's very important to understand that. And it's very important that so it all goes back to regret. If I am as strict as I can be about why I do what I do, the chances of me having regret are slim. Yep. So, um, yeah, that's what we do. One last thing, and then we'll um, conclude our eight-minute conversation. Yeah. <laughs> Oops. Uh, um, I, I will say, you know, um, you, you noted a couple of times that uh, Shane didn't want it published, and I would argue um, it was written for the people who have copies of it now. It yeah. didn't. It and that's that's fundamentally all that mattered. So yeah. I would say that Shane's insightfulness about um, who needed to read it was acknowledging you and Eric and himself in that right. beautiful trinity. And uh, it was written for the three of you and nobody else. So right. um, I would argue that it was published to the three most important <laughs> people readers. That's right. To that point, I just realized I didn't say anything about Eric in the process. So. Eric wasn't nearly as involved in the parenting of Shane as I was. But what Eric did was he ran our house for seven years so that I didn't have to. So we never worried where our meal was going to come from or that our sheets were clean or that we had toilet paper in the closet. Like Eric made everything possible so that all I focused on was Shane. So we had different roles, but he was a critical part of it. and. Uh, I just want to put that out there so yeah. people don't think I did it by myself. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you. Thank you for of telling course. that story. Of course. Talk okay. to you soon. Bye. Bye.